The BBT Show. What do you call three guys in their 30s making a podcast? The Brandon Beef and Tom Show. Featuring Brandon. Want to get rich or die broke try. Beef. A date which will live in infamy. That's the Gettysburg Address, right? And Tom. You paid $40 for that? Well, hello there. This is the BBT Show, and we are now at episode, what is this, Brandon, five? Well, it's the fifth BBT Show episode. Yeah, it's not the fifth podcast episode we've put out there in the world. Brandon and I are coming at you live from beautiful Indiana, and who is this on the pineapple phone dialing in right now? You always say live, but we're not live. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've never been live. We're yet to be live yet. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Beef here from the Pineapple State. Yeah, thank you, Beef. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was, I was. <laughs> My great introduction was, uh, there. I was. Uh, One of these days we're gonna come at you live. And <laughs> I won't correct Tom when he says it. <laughs> I was confounded by Brandon uh, correcting me. Yeah, Brandon and I are in person together. Beef is uh, through the magic of television able to join us over the pineapple phone. So today our main topic is 4-H and county fairs. Um, don't know where you are in the world or what time you're listening to this, but we just wrapped up our local county fairs and the, the areas around us. And so we're going to talk about that. Beef and I are 4-H veterans, right, Beef? That's right. Nine-year veteran here. Tom, you're a 10-year member. You hit that 10-year mark. That's right. So there's like a special thing to being a 10-year member, right? Oh, yeah. I have my picture. I'm, I'm basically immortalized. <laughs> so, Forever enshrined at so the uh, beef you, what, that pushed building out there with one year to go, you couldn't quite cut the mustard? or Yeah, beef was so close. Uh, unfortunately, beef will remain insignificant for the rest of time because <laughs> he was one year off. Yeah. He's not on the wall of fame. Too bad I didn't get a nine-year award or something like that. Yeah, I got a 10-year mug, and my picture's on the wall at the 4-H building. Uh, beef, maybe you could have gotten like a nine-year Dixie cup, <laughs> just a little something. And you get your picture in the uh, the newspaper too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you go to high school in a small town, you get your news your picture in the newspaper constantly. Anyway, but uh, it's nice to to be up there. So we'll talk about that. Brandon isn't exactly that uh, experienced with county fairs in the 4-H. He had a different experience growing up. Yeah, uh, I never got to, <laughs> not never got to participate. I was in a mini 4-H which uh, I can't even remember a whole lot about. Thomas could tell you more about it. <laughs> One of his kids is doing it right now, but it was like a intro to 4-H, and I did photography and goats and woodworking and rocketry. <laughs> Some kind of a random... Did all kinds of stuff. Yeah, random. I think I only did a one-year, though, if I remember right. We went on a camping trip every july for two weeks and it happened to be like the two weeks of the fair and my dad was like well you can like go boating and camping and bicycle riding for two weeks in july or you can spend your time at the fair you choose well that was a hard (laughs) hard choice there (laughs) you could be basically disowned from this family as well (laughs) we'll drop you off and we'll go have fun yeah the other part of it was everybody goes and rides the rides and i'd always be like mom take us to ride the rides and she'd be like well we can either go to Holiday World this year, or you can spend your Holiday World money at the fair. And once again, <laughs> tough choice there. <laughs> Between like legitimate roller coasters and a and an actual water park. Yeah, and uh, not to downplay the rides at the fair, <laughs> but yeah, that's but not to a downplay tough the rides at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to an actual theme park, yeah, that's a not a tough call. So, 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Brandon had a very interesting run, and uh, when he went to the county fair, he's going to tell us about that. Uh, first, a quick update on the show. Uh, we have a new website. It's not complete. We'll continue to kind of update that. If you tried to check it out for about three days, we apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, as they're called, uh, but it's up and live now. Uh, we're going to continue to kind of flush it out and update it and modify things. Uh, but for right now, if you want to go to the bbtshow.com, we have this fancy new tool. You can just click on that blue microphone and tell us exactly what you think about us. <laughs> We're kind of opening up a can of worms here, but hey. It's like a voicemail. <laughs> That's right, yeah. If you want to leave us a message, and it's uh, relatively family-friendly. We try to keep things PG-13, try to avoid that R rating. But hey, if you want to let them fly, go ahead. <laughs> sometimes we're more like PG seventeen. Yeah, sometimes we got to flirt with that line. Uh, but you never know; maybe you'll hear yourself on the next episode. And uh, Brandon's been uh, hard at work making good things happen on our social media. So Brandon, I don't know if you want to give us an update mm-hmm. there, but uh, we're continuing to reach more people, and that's always fun to see. Yeah, we yeah, uh, give us an update on the Instagram. We don't have like a ton of followers or anything, but we we were up to like six hundred and thirty, I believe, when I checked a minute ago. So. As someone who knows nothing about social media, it sounds pretty impressive to me, considering it's only been a few weeks, right, that we've actually been trying this. So yeah, I mean, it's more people than got that. I out. think a week ago, a <laughs> week ago we only well we had three hundred, so more than double in size. There. I want to say this Monday we had like a hundred and thirty. Yeah, so that's pretty substantial yeah. growth. Yeah, <laughs> last week. Uh, so if you do follow us on social media, we appreciate that. Um, we enjoy getting on there, on there, and interacting with people and. It's been fun to, to kind of launch this after we've been working on it and not putting anything out in the world, right? So it's been fun to put it out there and see people <laughs> check it out. And if you think we should keep doing this and are <laughs> slightly enjoying it, feel free to uh, like and share or any of those things. Subscribe on you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps us out. Yeah, wherever you get this, um, like Brandon said, that can really help us out if you subscribe. And also, if you go to the BBT show dot com slash reviews yeah you can leave us a review right there and that would also help a little bit all right it's time for the main topic now we're going to get started off with a bit of a trivia game so i feel like i'm kind of hosted a trivia night at a pub here brandon to be for you guys ready i'm ready i'm ready ready to repeat as champion oh oh a little <laughs> shit talking <laughs> i like the confidence coming from beef so our topic this week is 4-h and county fairs so I've got four questions here. Last time I did a multiple choice. This time I'm going to do kind of a Price is Right style. I'm going to ask you a question. Whoever gets closest, uh, I'll say that that person is awarded the points. This time the winner gets 37,000 yen. Yen? Which I think is yen. like four and a half dollars. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's big bucks right That's there. actual real money. The last time it was a made-up currency. So. <laughs> uh, go to Tokyo and buy yourself a nice four-ounce soda with that 37,000 yen. Hey, that's... Uh, that's lunch for Thomas at uh, McDonald's right there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Three days. Okay, so 4-H. Brandon, I don't think you're going to know this, but maybe you'll surprise me. Yeah, I'm probably in trouble already. Beef, it'll be interesting to see if you remember. What do you think the 4-H's and 4-H stand for? Oh. Is this a multiple choice or? Nope. No? <laughs> I want you to guess. I'm going to go uh, health as one of them. Wait, let's let's go one at a time. Okay. Go ahead, Beef. I'm gonna go. Okay. Health, honesty, heart, and home. 
those beef, are my four. Okay, remember, Beef was a nine-year 4-H member. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get it right? Uh, I can't tell you that. I want you to go ahead. I'm going to go with honor, health, humility, and home. So I would say for Brandon, for somebody who was never, in, well, I guess, aside from mini 4-H, that was a pretty valiant effort. Health is one of them. Beef, you said, I believe, health and heart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember yeah. what else he said. Uh, <laughs> the correct answer is uh, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, the four Ds of dodgeball. Dodge a wrench, you can be a 10-year member. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, no, the, the the answer is head, hands, heart, and health. So, Beef, uh, you got two of those? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on one hand, you won you won the question. On the other hand, for a, uh, a nine year four H member, I, I expected slightly better, but <laughs> we won't dwell I, on that. That's been like twenty years ago. That's true. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> okay, so thinking about county fairs across the country, what state do you think has the oldest continuously running county fair in the U.S.? What state? What state has the oldest continuously running county fair in the U.S.? So we got to think of one of the original states um, that were formed, yeah. Not necessarily. I uh I'm trying to wear a poker face here, Brandon's trying to read me. <laughs> I'm I'm stuck between two different. I'm going to go with uh or you want Brandon to go, go first. Go ahead, Beef. Let me go first, okay. Uh, I'm I'm going with Wisconsin. If if you're wrong, what's your second pick? Cause I have two. Mm, my second pick, maybe Nebraska. I'll go Nebraska. I'm gonna say Texas or Oklahoma. Okay, so uh, beef, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. I didn't say you could give two states, but I guess that's probably fair. <laughs> Texas and Nebraska, Oklahoma, and what else, Brandon? I said Texas and o- Texas and Oklahoma. But okay. You said Nebraska and. Wisconsin. Uh, Beef, you you should have gone with the original instinct. Massachusetts was the answer. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I would have never got that. Well, Brandon threw me off there. He (laughs) said not necessarily. Yep, Massachusetts Franklin County Fair is billed as the oldest county fair in the U.S. when a cattle show started in the town common in 1848, which is old, but it's not Mm -hmm. quite as old as I expected. See, I, I I figured it was like 1930 or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, so getting this back to more of our local, so beef, more of your hometown area, not local to Hawaii, but local, <laughs> I guess to Brandon, me and our immediate areas, which County fair is older among park Vigo and Vermilion counties. So of park Vigo and Vermilion County, which has the oldest County fair? Vermilion. Oh, oh I, I was thinking Vermilion too. Can we have the same answer? I know that they had until it burnt down last year. They had the oldest, grandstand, yeah, yeah, oldest grandstand. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Ooh. So you guys both mm-hmm. say Vermilion? Uh, I'm going Vermilion. Well, you guys are actually both right. <laughs> 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 I kind of wanted to destroy you there, but you guys both got it right. Um, yeah, they say that this year is their 135th, and I used the calculator on my computer. I think I got it right. So, <laughs> 1886 was their first county fair. Uh, wow. the, the first Vigo County Fair was technically in the late 1920s, but they've had small ag fairs take place as early as 1870. 
So the first actual county or 4-H fair in, was in Vermilion County in 1886, but Vigo's had them going back as far as 1870. The first Park County Fair was in 1920, I believe, 1920 or 1921. And the last one is Elkhart County Fair builds itself as one of the largest ticketed events in Indiana. How many visitors does it get on average each year? So here, just take a guess. Elkhart County says it's fair is the big, one of the biggest ticketed events in Indiana. How many visitors do you think it gets on average each year? And I think fairs typically run for about 10 days, right? Uh, I think Viral County's just ran for seven. So okay. it's from the 10th to the 17th. Okay. But that doesn't mean they're all the same either. That's, yeah, but it's probably pretty close to that. Hmm. I'm going to say biggest ticketed. So when we said biggest ticketed event in Indiana, are we talking that compared to one day events or compared to other 10 day events or just the big number, biggest number overall? So, but I, I'm saying like one day of the fair or like the whole fair. Oh, for Elkhart County? Yeah. This <laughs> is the for whole their whole fair. fair. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say. I'm going. Oh. I'm going to say 75,000. Okay. Okay. I'm going 1 million. I think you're over the top there. <laughs> Beef went pretty high there. <laughs> What's the what's the sound they make on the prices right? <laughs> <laughs> when you bust or whatever. When you go over. Mm. Yeah, uh beefy shot a little too high there. <laughs> Bob Barker ah. said to screw off. Uh, um <laughs> the correct answer was about two hundred thousand is their average, which Ooh. uh compared to a million doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about it, well, a county fair getting two hundred thousand people, that's a lot. I thought they always said the uh, the Covered Bridge Festival got like a million people. They do say that, uh, but I guess if did you, you say the biggest or one of the one biggest? of the biggest ticketed events? Maybe okay, the, well the Bridge Festival's not oh, ticketed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and also it could be that in Indiana we have two million, we have two hundred thousand, and then we have ten thousand. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, man, I think Lucas Oil holds like fifty seven thousand, so. That was kind of what I was going off of. Yeah. I would have guessed. I think I would have guessed about 75,000 too. But, you know, 200,000. So, that concludes uh, the trivia portion again. So, I wasn't even. <laughs> Who's the winner? <laughs> I was trying to think. I would say Brandon won that last question. You but you guys both got Vermilion County, right? So, we're tied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we could probably Is there say a that. tiebreaker? Yeah, we need a tiebreaker. <laughs> you want me to find? Oh, Another trivia challenge, you mean? No, right now. We need a winner. <laughs> oh, which... Uh, okay. All right. So, the tiebreaker is, which uh, comic book series was featured in one of Tom's <laughs> art projects for 4-H one oh. year? Batman. I'm going Batman. Be flipped in with Batman pretty early? I don't know a whole lot. This isn't, this isn't art project. The word book is in I hope he doesn't go with the other one I was wanting to go with. B said Batman. I can't say the same. Tom is kind of a Batman guy. You can say the same if you want. I guess. You could say the same. I guess I'll say Superman. That was my second guess. Okay, technically, <laughs> Beef is. You're both wrong, but I'm going to give Beef the nut here because the art project that I did was uh, a drawing of the X Men, the X Men series, like Rogue and Wolverine, and I think Magneto was on there. I tried to draw like a portrait of Jesus, like the shepherd. <laughs> so how does that get beef to edge? Well, let me finish. So I 
I did a drawing most years, and one year I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw Jesus this year because we had like a portrait of Jesus, like the good-looking Middle Eastern shepherd-looking Jesus, and I was like, I'm gonna try to draw that, and it was just a disaster. So instead, I drew people from X Men, and the title of it was Rogue is so hot because the uh, the comic book that I copied off of Rogue the character was pretty busty. So. <laughs> I ended up doing a drawing of the X-Men. That was the only time I drew a comic book series. But Beef gets the uh, the nod here because, Brandon, if you look down to your right, you would notice that uh, for one year 4-H, my modeling projects consisted of Batman. So I've got the Batcopter, the Batmobile, the Batboat, and some other things down there. And we need a winner. So I'm going to say Beef won that one. <laughs> Congratulations right. on your 37,000 yen. yen. Yeah. 37,000 yen. There we go. Hey, Beef's loading up for a world tour here. He's got $25,000 North Korean. Now he's got 37,000 yen. You're going to do really well in Asia, Beef. Yeah. <laughs> now i got somewhere to go on my vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go on vacation when you live in Hawaii? Maybe that should be an episode one week. What do you do when you already live in paradise? <laughs> All right, so... Beef, congratulations on yet another astounding trivia challenge victory. Man, I'm tired of losing. Let's move on and get this freaking main topic going. Thomas, for as long as I can remember, has made fun of me for being a member of the Dirt Club. Yeah, the Dirt Club, as I I affectionately call it that, Brandon. I don't want you to get, <laughs> to get all defensive here, uh, is what I call the FFA, the Future Farmers of America. I've always said that kind of tongue-in-cheek because, you know, you do your soil dungeon contest, you dye your thumbs green, and everybody talks about dirt. Learn the leadership qualities and become great youth. But Yeah, so I, I can tell that Brandon's got some, like, pent-up, <laughs> not aggression, but he, he wants to defend his uh, Well, the pent-up aggression has come from the fact that this whole time I've known Thomas until this week, I did not know that he was a 10-year 4-H member. Right. <laughs> which is like the other dirt club. <laughs> So Brandon, I think you be- Brandon's implying the Dirt Club's better than 4-H. I think maybe he I is. Maybe I'm implying that. I think he's also implying that I'm a hypocrite, right? <laughs> to live and work on a good farm. Yeah, so uh, I think in another episode it would be good for Brandon to defend the FFA and, and tell me all of its great qualities. But today we are talking about 4-H and county fairs. 4-H, there's so much more to it than Dirt, Brandon. It's not just agriculture. So what's it mean to be a 10-year member? Oh, it means you are immortalized. You uh, you have your picture taken. You're putting on the wall of fame. I have my... Forever in 4-H history. That's right, yeah. So one of us on this show is a no-year member. <laughs> yeah. One of us is a 10-year member. And one of us is a nine-year member because he couldn't quite cut the mustard. Beef, you were nine so close, years. man. What happened? So why did so you... So close, but no cigar. Was that when you moved? Is that why? You moved one year. Yeah. He- yeah, so I moved, so I think I got a one-year late start. Man. I probably could have did it in uh She did it your senior year? year, but I was away. I think that this reminds me of, like, uh, you know, what's his name? Booby Miles, is that his name? <laughs> the kid that was so close to greatness, but then he broke Are his knee. Are we talking about Friday Night Lights yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, the beef was so close to greatness, but he was just one year away. So anyway, the only thing I can remember about that movie was Booby wears black Nikes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what B said when he got his picture taken at 4-H. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, as the resident 10-year member, I can share some of my wisdom and expertise. So I, uh, <laughs> um, 4-H, so like what if people are listening to this and they're not from a rural area, maybe they don't know what 4-H is. We talked in the, the trivia challenge about what it stands for. But basically, if you go to their website, it says they're the largest 
youth organization in the country. I think they said they've got like 6 million members. So what exactly is it? Well, uh, basically you sign up for something like a project to do and you're supposed to learn about that project and complete something. And then you meet in your club throughout the year to do it. What was like, what's like the mission of 4-H though? I mean, is it to like teach you leadership qualities or I mean, other than just doing a project, they have a mission statement and I could probably look it up, but I mean, there's like what model putting together and photography and woodworking and yeah, it's to, I don't know, it's to challenge kids to learn and develop and grow. So, like, they have to, you have to pick something, but you have to learn about it. And then there's a deadline, too. The deadline for me was the biggest learning thing because we would always blow it off every year. My mom would say, you boys better do your projects. And we would always say, ah, whatever. <laughs> and then, sure enough, a week or two before they were due, we were all scrambling around the house like crazy. Like, one of us was trying to put a rocket together. The other one was trying to put a model together. <laughs> so it teaches. it did teach us responsibility. Like, if you say you're going to do something, then you have to do it. If you're going to be showing your goat to a like a tent full of people, like as a young person, that's kind of intimidating. At least it was for me. Why is it so broad, though? I mean, how do you get like drawing and like models and stuff like that to like livestock showing? I think they just want to have um, a variety of is that things. Like urban 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just want to have like a variety of things for kids to do and like. 4-H is available, I think, in all 50 states. I'm pretty sure it is. And so mm-hmm. if you're, like you said, urban 4-H, but like if you're in an urban area, it's going to be hard to do livestock, right? And so it might be a lot easier to do a computer project or photography or something like that. I think they just want kids to be able to like find something they're interested in and learn a lot about it and then do something that they can show. To Isn't the it like separated into like categories too, like the something township or something like that where your meetings are yeah yeah i I did many 4-h and i was like a a florida florida township yeah i don't yeah we had like a nickname though the rabbits no oh (laughs) oh i can't remember but yeah it was like the florida sunshine gang or something like that i think it was that yeah (laughs) i think that's just so you don't have to drive for a half hour every time you have a meeting Beef, your dad's really involved in 4-H, and you've been doing it for nine years. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? What do, what do you think about when you think about 4-H? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, definitely taught me about responsibility and, uh, like you said before, meet deadlines and, you know, kind of take take pride in your projects and in your work because, you know, a lot of people are going to see it, see what you did and what you're presenting and your animals that you're bringing there. So, you know what I think about want... I think about 4-H? What's that? The county that? fair. <laughs> it's kind of... why It's like together. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit, and I said, well, it's technically not the same thing. And I said, I think some county fairs are separate from 4-H fairs, but then I couldn't find any examples of yep. that. So, <laughs> do you know... Well, here, B- here in Hawaii, we're separate. They are? Yep. We do got they have the, demolition uh, well, derbies in Hawaii? We just have the state fair. Yeah, but do you we have... We don't really have county fairs here. Do they have 4-H fairs there? There's a very small 4-H fair, but it's separate. It's in the uh, countryside of the island. And it's separate? They from got the... all the separate. Yeah, it's at different times of the year, too. Oh, really? So there you go, Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One that is totally separate. So um, you like, really enjoyed the fair as a kid, right, Tom? When I was younger, 
when I thought about the fair, it was one of those events that I thought, I just assumed everybody got hyped up for it. <laughs> like I thought that people were going to go there and they're going to be excited to see a bunch of people like I was. Cause I would go there and I would see a bunch of my friends there. And then I would also see like my family would see their friends there. You know what I mean? Like my parents would Man, go there and see people. They the knew. event of the summer. Yeah. I feel like people were like kind of geared up for it. I just assumed everybody was excited as I was. Demolition Derby. That's the part that I remember is like the demo derby and the tractor poles and, and those things. Yeah, and you weren't even in 4-H, right? You didn't no. even have any projects, but. No, I did like the demo derby, though. And, and the tractor poles, he said? Tractor poles. <laughs> That's oh. never been something I could get into, but I'm glad people enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know how you can't get into 3,000 horsepower. Well, it's not like you're seeing a, a drag race. They go like 10 miles an hour. I know that they it's... They go like 55 mile an hour with a whole shitload of weight attached to the back with the front wheels in the air, <laughs> with black smoke and fire rolling. I'm I don't still, know how you find that not cool. I'm st- I didn't say it wasn't cool. I just don't want to spend four hours sitting there watching it. <laughs> and talking about like stuff, uh, did you know in Illinois they have that... Uh, it's like the ancient Roman chariot style races. You know what I'm talking about? The horse races? I, like, I know what a Roman chariot race is, but I know they did that at the fair. Yeah, they do it. Well, in Illinois, they do it um, at the Edgar County Fair. They do like a beef. You know what I'm talking about? Um, they sit in like those mm-hmm. cart things and then they oh, whip the horses. <laughs> do they run yeah, into each yeah. other and shit? Like, I don't think so. No. So where do I but they sign get up right, at? They get right up on each other. <laughs> it's like go around the track. What are you doing Tuesday? You want to go yeah. race some Roman chariot? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could have a BBT Roman chariot reenactment. <laughs> uh, beefy would look good in a toga, I think. Uh, but yeah, so that's another example. Like we've talked about different county fairs, like how they all kind of have their own vibe. Like that's something totally different that they do there that they don't do anything like that, you know, in our hometown. Man, what? I think about going to the county fair as a kid. And now? Sorry, go ahead, man. <laughs> More technical difficulties from Thomas. <laughs> when I think about going to the county fair, man, I, I remember, like, it was always a Rockville because it was the Park County one. I think that's the only one I ever went to. But I remember, like, the big square, and all the tractors would be, like, up front. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you'd walk around, and, like, the derby and everything was in the back. And then the cattle barn and everything. I remember like going and getting food and stuff, but you'd like see all your friends and all your friends' families and stuff. And I went to the Vigo County Fair last night for the first time ever, and it was like a completely different vibe. I mean, they had like a big midway area with all the rides and stuff. And at Park County, it was like a bunch of like, I felt like everybody was out, but there was also like a big like agricultural piece to it. There was Mm Like, the cattle barns and stuff were a big part of it, and a lot of the people there were obviously there for an agriculture-related thing. The Viral County Fair, like, felt like it was about the, like, rides and and that stuff. Like, that was the main draw? Like that was the main part, it felt like. And this is one thing I like about county fairs is they're all a little bit different. I mean, they're all the same, but they're all a little bit different. My wife is from northern Indiana, and they just built some new facilities up there, and I was like... These are amazing, like the the buildings that they put up, and they're mainly for the fair. You know what I mean? I like seeing the differences, is what I'm saying between each uh, all the communities and stuff like that. But there's a stark contrast, even like you're saying between county fairs. There's a big difference between going as a kid, and you're excited to see everybody, and then when you go as an adult, it's kind of like uh, this is not quite the same. Well, I think a lot of kids like went to like ride the rides and stuff. Yeah, that was never an option for me. 
Brandon was had a poor, neglected childhood. <laughs> I would always be like, Mom, let's go ride the rides at the fair. And she was like, well, we can either like go to Holiday World or King's Island this summer, or you can go to the fair. You, you choose. Well, <laughs> you choose. <laughs> that's a real tough decision. You can ride the freaking tea chaser cups at the fair or the beast. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I never got to do 4-H either because we always went camping for two weeks in July. And my dad was like, well, you can either go show a cow or you can go boating and ride your bicycle all summer. <laughs> so I don't know why I couldn't have, like, for one day, I went and participated in the fair. It sounds like they were punishing you for even considering 4-H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was just my dad's way of saying that we weren't raising cows. <laughs> You're like, Daddy, is this what they call a rhetorical question? <laughs> It is a it's a big commitment. Um, either way, uh, but what I wanted to say was, um, when you go back as an adult, like it's not quite as exciting, right? No, I was like, I think I made the right decision to the holiday <laughs> world it. all those years. <laughs> it is fun uh, if you're a parent to take your kids because they've got all those projects. Um, my daughter had a project in Mini Four H that she got to see on display. They got to see all the animals, and we saw all these different kinds of animals and. Um, all these varieties of chickens. You think how many different types of chickens can there be? Well, it turns out. Didn't you say there was like a monster chicken? There was a monster goose. Oh, monster goose. I forget the name of the breed. Mm. Beef. I don't know. Maybe you know. You know random things like this. It was like Af- <laughs> some type of African goose. But it looked. Oh, yeah. It looked like a. <laughs> He's like, that sounds right. <laughs> it had like the neck of a horse. It was just like. Neck this- of a horse. <laughs> yeah. It was so big that it was, I was it like an ostrich. <laughs> no. And like when it waddled around, you know, you almost felt like you could swear that you felt the ground move. Um, I had never seen a goose that big before in my life, that hefty. And then these chickens, this one chicken had a cheetah print on its feathers and a uh, cheetah cock. <laughs> and so I, like, you know what I mean? Beef, you go there and even in your County, you've got all these varieties of animals that you've never seen before. And it's really neat. Oh, yeah. And uh, when you're a parent, your kids just, they're kind of What about the rabbits? Do you like the rabbits? Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice, too, because uh, one of the younger girls who was in 4-H, four rabbits, they had the rabbit there. She, had she like, took it out and, like, fed it. And I don't know, let it run laps on this platform for a minute. But she let all of our kids pet it outside of the cage. And that was cool. Do they uh, they still have the quarter machines in the, the animal barns to get the food and you can feed them that way? I didn't see that. Ah. Something that I always to. found in don't anymore. Yeah. Sorry. I remember uh, there was kind of a cheating scandal going on, like, with some of these shows at one point. Like, and I don't even know if it was, like, county fair related or not. My dad was talking about he knew this guy that showed, I want to say, goats. And he said that, like, a big thing that people would get caught cheating was they would put, like, sewing needles in, like, the rectum of a goat. And it would, like, make them, like, stand stiffer and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I guess it was kind of like a thing for a while. I never tried that. Did you try that, Tom? Not with a goat, no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's why Tom stands up so straight. He's on pins and needles. Can you imagine wanting to win a competition so bad that you would stick a needle? In a, I, although I guess if you're dealing with goats and stuff like that, you're probably used to going in uncomfortable places. <laughs> Can you imagine caring so much that you would think of that? Well, there's that? big money, I mean, in... Oh, know, with the auctions and stuff? Well, that and, like, you know, if you produce, like, a, a bloodline that, you know, was known to be a grand champion winner year in, year out, like, 
make a lot of money. Yeah, on one, stud fees or one of my goats did take home the coveted title of reserve grand champion one year. What's that? It's a uh, second place. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> First loser. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. And I think we got some offers on the goat before we left the fair. So you're right. You so how does that, do you have to sell the animal? Because I always thought you had to sell the animal. No, I, well, at least when I did it, we took our goats home. We didn't have the hearts to sell them to, okay. <laughs> to somebody. I always thought they had to auction and that was like a requirement. It might be for like cattle and stuff. I don't know. Beef, did you sell your goats at the end of the fair? Uh, the first few years we took them home, but um, once we got like the meat goats, we would sell them at the auction. Oh, so yeah. So it might depend on the breed also. Oh, duh. Yeah. We usually had goats that like were still like milking and stuff like that too. I wonder how that would go too because mm-hmm. like some of these kids spend a lot of time with these animals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, they become very close. As as a person who eats meat and stuff, I you know I don't have any like moral reasons against it, but like I've been around a lot of animals, and like cows have personalities, and like I feel like if you spend enough time with it to like build a relationship with that cow to like get it to act how you wanted it to, and it would maybe be hard to send it off to be made into hamburger. That's funny because one of our family friends, uh, they had pigs. And the first year they got it, one of the girls was like five years old. And they raised them. And they kept telling them, like, you know, they kept reminding them what the pig's destination was and what the purpose of the pig was. And they didn't just sell it like they butchered it themselves. And then they kept the meat. And they were like, okay, it's time to say goodbye to Porky. (laughs) And they shipped off Porky to the butcher. And uh, they got it back. And they were eating pork chops or bacon one night. And the little girl's like, so so this is Porky? And they're like, yeah, honey, this is Porky. And she was like, Porky tastes good <laughs> after that. <laughs> after that, they were good. But, like, that's a, there's a real lesson in that, isn't there? Like, learning how to take care of something and feed it. And then, like, like you've talked about Joe Rogan and hunting about, like, responsibly killing an animal. Like, it makes mm-hmm. you think about that stuff. It's not just, like, some kind of nebulous, abstract process that you're never a part of. It's, like, it makes you think about that. So, since we're talking about pork, I guess tenderloin is the big Indiana fair food. What's your favorite thing to get at the fair, Tom? Like, what's the one thing you're like, man, I got to go get one of these? Uh, If I'm going to eat at the fair, it's going to be a pork tenderloin. Um, I wanted to get one this last time, but it was $10 for the meal. I couldn't buy the sandwich separately. Oh, my God. It happens once a year. Captain tight ass. It wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't so much that as I had just eaten dinner about 45 minutes before that. And so I really had a hard time. Justified. He didn't mention that part till I called him a tight ass. He, <laughs> he led with it, cost ten dollars. If it had been, if I could have just gotten the sandwich by itself for a little bit less than that, I, I, I mean probably that's almost what it. you spent on date night. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Beef. What about you? What's your favorite thing to get at the fair? Oh, I like one of those big old funnel cakes that's about the size of Tom's head. It's and, a big uh, cake. <laughs> with all the blueberries all over it and powdered sugar. What's the difference in a funnel cake and an elephant ear? Uh, funnel cake is uh, more like, what do you call? I'm not I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> no kidding. I like funnel cake better than the elephant ear. Elephant ear is more thin. Okay. There's a little more. Crispy. A little thin more and crispy. Meat, a little more chewiness to the funnel cake. Yeah, it's more chewy. Yep. You get I always thought they were kind of the same thing. That's why I was asking. Beef, you get blueberries on yours? 
I get blueberries. I I like the blueberries on them. So it's almost like a redneck crepe at that point, right? <laughs> you don't get a uh, spam Fancy. and pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have pineapples at toppings at the Park County Fair, Brandon. <laughs> well, I thought maybe out there at the Hawaii Fair, the spam Mussolini. Oh, get a spam well, Mussolini uh, waffle cake. I'm sure they got something with spam at the fair here. Is the state check it out and let you guys know? Is the state fair popular down there, Beef? Um, I mean, they only have it one time a year, so it's somewhat popular. That's kind of like most states fair. (laughs) They only have it one time a year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's some kind of fair going on right now at the uh, Aloha Stadium, the football stadium, carnival or something. Oh, maybe not necessarily. I think we're going to go check it out. It's not the state fair, but it's something they got going on Since we're talking about state fairs and uh, pork products, which celebrity, whose last name is a pork product, is performing at the Mm. Indiana State Fair this year with his brother? Do you guys know? He's not famous for being a musician, but he's going to be playing music. He's a movie star. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What gave it away? 50 degrees. 50? You mean... (laughs) 50 degrees with Kevin Bacon. I think it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, isn't it? Six degrees, yeah. <laughs> Until I remembered that they... Oh, he's connected to everything. Right? Until yeah. I remembered they closed the, the racetrack down, I was going to say Brady Bacon, but... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they freaking aren't doing the Hoosier 100 there anymore. Uh, they've been doing it there forever, and they decided to make the racetrack into a uh, like a horse racing track or something in there. Putting down limestone instead of dirt. That's that's some horse crap. <laughs> that's what that is. Brandon's sad. But Brandon. Take away 900 horsepower races for one horsepower races. <laughs> that was a good Brandon. <laughs> so Brandon, uh, kind of take us home here. You had a, a pretty interesting encounter last night at yeah. the county fair, right? So my first trip to the Viral County Fair, my girlfriend was excited because... She's from Viagra County, so that's where she hung out when she was younger. And I'm not going to lie, when I got there, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound very enthusiastic. There was a, a lot of, uh, to put it delicately, mm, there's no real delicate way to say this. Unsavory. <laughs> less cleanly, less savory people. It definitely attracted a certain crowd. Um <laughs> But when we got there, man, I noticed this dude in some Fox racing gear, some motocross gear, and I was like, what's this guy doing? He was kind of running around all crazy and stuff, and we went and grabbed some food, and then it turned out he was a, he was a human cannonball. Uh, have you guys seen those before? Never in person, I haven't. It was pretty badass. Um, I didn't know what to expect. He had his cannon set up and everything, and... uh I actually talked to him after afterwards and learned a little bit. Um, they refer to him as shots. He was he was talking about how they got to do most of the shots for the week because of the rain. They got rained out a couple times, but uh, it was really cool. The guy, his dad, actually did it for forty years. He was a trapeze artist, and like when he achieved everything that he thought he could in the trapeze world, he became a cannibal Smith. Um, his name was David Smith, not somebody who works on cannonballs. But quote unquote Cannonball Smith was his nickname, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't like a Cannonball Smith. <laughs> he was. That was this guy's dad. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, he actually set the world record with 100 feet, or 180 feet and did it at Disneyland. I can't find the proper date on that, but I, I know he said during the show that his family's held it ever since. Uh, David and his wife had seven kids, uh, all who all who have been shot out of a cannon at some time. That's kind of a cool <laughs> antidote. And uh, four of them became professional cannonballs. Uh, so the guy that was at the fair last night, he was David the Bullet Smith Jr., um, he's been doing it for 20, I could have swore he told me 26 years. The website said 22, but I think that maybe just I haven't updated it in a minute because I swear he said 26, but uh, the man was a showman. Like, everybody was just kind of standing around. Nobody really knew what to expect, and, like, they played some cool music, and he, like, starts walking up the cannon. He's, like, spotting out a shot, and he goes over and, like, tested all the ropes on the safety net, and uh, he was, like, super hyped up and, like, People were just kind of like standing around, and then a couple minutes walked by, and like more people were paying attention. Then they like shot all the other rides down, and like basically everybody was there. Their eyes were peeled on David the Bullet, and uh, he jumped up on the cannon. He's like checking it out, and he like drops down inside. He had his daughter working the controls, which is pretty cool. It's like totally a family run deal. Yeah, and uh, he said he comes out of that thing at seventy mile an hour. He said he's about 25 feet out of the barrel before he even realizes he's been shot out of it because he's moving so quick. And he's like, huh. spots his landing, and then, you know, if everything goes right, he lands in the net. And but uh, after, How big was the safety net? It was not as big as I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> it's like one of those situations where I set the net up in front of my golf mat, and then sometimes the golf balls miss. <laughs> he honestly, from like – 300 feet away is as accurate as I am with a golf club. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, he, it's pretty precise. I, I even read on like his website that, you know, they can put him within a couple feet of like obstacles and stuff and, and be confident that he's not going to hit him. The ride, they had the ride. He went over the top of a ride that had like a swinging arm and he missed it by like four or five feet. Oh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I thought he was going to get smoked. Did you get scared on his behalf? <laughs> I did. I did. But you afterwards. Take him golfing. <laughs> take him Use golfing. him as my driver. <laughs> <laughs> Put this ball in your pocket. <laughs> but afterwards, uh, there were some kids lined up talking to him. So, being an oversized kid myself, I took the opportunity to go up and talk to him. And, and he was a really cool dude. Say he's been doing it for, you know, 26 years. And, um, you know, it's dude had a passion for it which is really cool to see and uh that's a talent to get people worked up like that oh yeah and he was good at it i mean it seemed like he was uh, like genuinely enjoying himself too right oh i mean i think you have to to do something like that for yeah i was looking at his website before the show i think they said they've done eight thousand he's done eight thousand shows yeah and I, I think like they did a couple shots like every night at the fair so oh. man that's yeah I, I mean it's kind of risky i mean did he say if it was, like, hard on his joints? Like, what's that feel like to get – because he goes in, like, feet first, right? Yeah. I need to look up more about how it actually works, but I think they use, like, compressed air, and then there's, like, a platform that, like, basically just shoves him out of there. So I don't know if he, like, tucks down or if he, you know, stands legs locked or whatever, but I'd be kind of interested to see inside of that thing. I, to be honest, I'd pay money to get shot out of it. <laughs> like the – the lame 30 year old dad in me is like, does that compress his spine? Is that like, is this going to aggravate my sciatica? That's what I, don't know. <laughs> I was standing there last night and was like, Hmm, I wonder if I had enough money in my wallet to, get him to shoot me out of that thing. 
and also like what's his life insurance look like but no that's awesome brandon brandon texted me and beef this picture and he told us who that guy was and i was like that's awesome man. <laughs> like you just you don't see that kind of stuff very much anymore. no like i got to the fair and i was like genuinely like oh man this is what i'm <laughs> spending my saturday night doing and then like as soon as he said he like was like hey we're gonna do another shot in a half an hour and i was like they're getting ready to shoot this guy out of a cannon I'm like that's badass and then like when i rose they were like shooting him over a ride and that it was kind of dangerous and i like dangerous things so i was like this is gonna be sweet and uh it's pretty quick. I mean, it doesn't take very long. He comes out of there at like 70 mile an hour. And I, I think I read that he like reaches like speeds of 120. Just flying through the yeah, air. Just flying through the air. Like, <laughs> aiming for a net. Um, well, it, to kind of so like. The whole thing lasted about a second and a half. But uh, all the buildup was fun too. Yeah, though. Was, and uh, he was a super cool guy. Like took the time to talk to people afterwards. And uh, he's definitely a showman because like. We were just having, like, a normal conversation. I was like, hey, man, can I get a picture? Me and my friends make a podcast. And, like, in the picture, I just look like I'm, like, at the fair. And he's got, like, this, like, perfect smile. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of, like, flipped the switch, yeah, he, right? <laughs> he went right, right in the entertainer mode. That's a skill, too. And he he's, like, a big deal, too. Like, Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he holds, like, eight world records. Beef, and, you said he's been on a show, right? Yeah, he's been on America's Got Talent. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that last time. So he's uh, taking criticism from uh, Simon Cowell. Is that his name? He, he used to be on there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how hmm. that's what beef beef's takeaway is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's autograph. That's American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me, dog? Wrong show. But no, uh, there's a new Jackass movie coming out, and they just released the first poster for it. And you, you know what's on the, the first poster? Steve-O's butthole. <laughs> no. I don't know who it is, but but one of the guys getting shot out of a cannon. So really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think oh, they released the short it. guy. That's probably a Johnny Knoxville thing. I feel like uh, by the build, it looked like it could be Johnny Knoxville. They did not allow Bam Margera to be a part of this one. Yeah, I saw that. It's kind of sad, the yeah. whole thing that's going on with that. Bam is kind of sad these days. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, a, he did lose his best friend in a horrific accident. But yeah, it's also kind of a, like, what not to do as you age. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of turned into a miserable... So I'm I'm glad that you, like, took the time to go up and talk to him because it's, it's been pretty interesting doing more research on him and stuff like that. And it kind of, like, puts a positive end on this fair discussion, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and my girlfriend was, like, kind of making fun of me because she makes fun of the fact that I do a podcast. <laughs> and she was like, why don't you go interview him for your podcast? And I was like, that's actually a pretty good idea. So He was busy. There was a lot of little kids that wanted to talk to him and high-five him and stuff, so I wasn't going to take too much time away from him but i did ask his permission if i could talk about him on the podcast and he graciously graciously said yes and told me where i could find more information about him so it was it was really cool dave the cannonball smith right no no that's not right it is uh david the bullet smith jr okay his dad was dave the cannonball but he's david the bullet yep okay and he has a sister jennifer cannon lady smith he said all seven of the kids have been shot out of all a All seven of them have been shot out of I a I just camp. imagine Four of them went on to uh, be professionals. Two of his sisters, which three of them were girls, and uh, two of them have since retired. What an interesting family. Mm-hmm. 
A lot cooler than uh, the jobs of people I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, for me, I was I was there. I almost got stuck trying to park. I almost hit a little kid, ran out in front of me with a soccer ball. Um, we got a lot of rain in our area this last week. Yeah, I was going to make that kid's dad push me out if I got stuck. Um, <laughs> huh. I was like, I enjoyed my food. Saw a few people I hadn't seen in a while, so that was cool. But overall, I was like, yeah, this is okay. But then, like. You know, the sun's coming down, beautiful Terre Haute, lovely smells. <laughs> but uh, they had all the rides on, the lights, and they turned on the music, and David the Bullet did his thing, and it was pretty pretty badass. So so Brandon, not totally experienced in 4-H, had a fun kind of <laughs> unexpected experience uh, at the county fair. Beef, is there anything you want to say to kind of wrap this up on 4-H or the fair? Uh, well, I had a great nine years of 4-H. I thought it was, uh, you know, a really good learning experience. Uh, even if Brandon thinks the FFA was a lot better, um, <laughs> still, still learned a lot. I think it, uh, really helped, uh, helped me get through the, the school years and everything. Yeah. And the county fair was always fun. So always had a good time. Yeah, I really do think that I actually learned something from it <laughs> as a kid. It was kind of painful at times, but my time in 4-H mm-hmm. did kind of teach me about deadlines and projects and responsibility and kind of sticking to what you commit to yeah. and finishing it out. So so the county fair definitely means something different to you and Beef than it yeah. does for me. <laughs> yeah. My highlights right. were seeing a uh, stuntman and demolition derbies and tractor pulls. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. That's the beauty of the county fair, right? It means different things to different people, and it means different things to different counties because you can have a pretty uh, different experience. If you I'm go gonna go check out the county's fair this week, so and check out the horse racing. Was that in Paris? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? They, everybody does it a little bit differently. That's one of the nice things about it. I've never been over there, so I'm gonna go check it out. They're having their demolition derby Saturday. I was told, so might be a good spot to go to. Yeah. There's always something to look forward to. So, all right, Brandon, I understand you brought something for us tonight. Is that right? I brought us a tasty beverage, Tomcat. All right. Through the power of television, we're going to let Beef taste this with us. And he's going to tell us he's what He's going to imagine what it tastes like. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get this. You're a little closer to it than I am. I'll kind of uh, explain what we got. So, we did a craft beer corner segment a couple of weeks ago. This is not exactly a craft beer because it's made by Budweiser. However, it is of the Freedom Reserve line, which this beer is actually a couple years old. I've had this for a few years. Um, Thomas is one of three that I have left, so you're very special to get to drink this. This is a Freedom Reserve. It is based on George Washington's beer recipe, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, freaking America, right? (laughs) I think you drink this and you, like, hear the national anthem hear a bald eagle come out of the can yeah but it's a uh it's a red lager so we'll see we'll see what you think Thomas. this is based on george washington's <laughs> beer recipe is, yes george washington's recipe um i really enjoy this so beef you're gonna i only drink like one every couple of months because i don't have very many i i do feel honored that you brought it tonight and beef uh you're gonna virtually toast with us all right and drink it too so here we go all right <laughs> let's do it Tom is a fan. Tastes like freedom. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so the I take it is pretty good. Yeah, the first time we did this, Brandon, you brought what was an IPA. Mm-hmm. And this is a lager. Yeah, this is a little bit more smooth, a little less hoppy. 
a little less flowery. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good. And the fact that it's based on George Washington's recipe is really neat. Have you ever read like there's like a diary entry where they talk about it's like a congressional Christmas party or something like that. But those dudes could drink. <laughs> I mean, they talk about going through barrels of beer and barrels of whiskey all in one night. So our founding fathers evidently had a pretty good appreciation for <laughs> for alcohol in different forms. So, beef. What do you imagine? What do you imagine it tasted like? Sounds like it's pretty pretty smooth, smooth tasting. It's very bubbly, wasn't it, Brandon? Hmm. See, I didn't really think it was that there's, bubbly. There's some carbonation. Not, oh, yeah. not compared to like a normal light beer, you know what I mean? Maybe I was just uh, over-imagining that part. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, man, when I went back and looked at it, it looks like they haven't made it since 2018. They haven't made it in three years? I didn't oh. think I had that that long, but I could have swore about some last summer. I was going to look for it this 4th of July and I never made it Is out. Is that when they sell it, 4th of July? That's when I originally found it. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's definitely that kind of a caramel flavor, like a malt. Yeah, but not too sweet either. No, no, not at all. But it's a it's a little sweet. Um, I take it there's no expiration date. <laughs> there's no expiration date on any beer, especially one that's George Washington's recipe. Yeah, I found on uh, beeradvocate.com. Um, it says that Freedom Reserve is a specially red lager brewed with toasted barley grains for a slightly sweet aroma with a touch of hops a rich caramel malt taste, and a smooth finish with a hint of molasses. So that's the sweetness you're tasting. And it is inspired by George Washington's, George Washington's recipe. For every case purchased, Budweiser is donating $1 to Folds of Honor, a nonprofit that provides scholarships to families of fallen or wounded soldiers. So not only is it a good tasting brew, it's pretty badass that it's George Washington's recipe, and then it goes to support Families of fallen or wounded soldiers. So it's hard to complain about anything. Yeah, <laughs> I feel pretty patriotic. Didn't they use uh, molasses and pretty much everything back in that day. It seems like it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, I mean that was kind of like their sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, I don't think you can probably find a more American beer than than that. So you got to tip it to Budweiser. Tip it. <laughs> you got to give it to Budweiser. They got a pretty good thing going there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find any fault with it. And uh, I must say, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was intrigued when you mentioned it was George Washington's recipe. Sometimes you bring stuff over, and it's a little too sophisticated for my palate. So <laughs> this was good. <laughs> I liked it. Coming from a guy that you know didn't get his tenderloin sandwich because it was ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep an open mind, but I just some of the IPA stuff like that, I just can't. I can't. Like, really hey, do. Tom, you want to come over and enjoy some uh, bourbon and a cigar? I'll have like a really nice one and really nice bottle of bourbon. And Tom's like, hey, you want to come have bourbon and a cigar? And he's got like a $5 bottle of bourbon and (laughs) a $5 pack of cigars. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's more about who you enjoy it with. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Brandon, um, I noticed you shared that beer with me. Was that because you only got one or is it because you're uh, still trying to to make uh, some healthy decisions and, and cut some weight? Still trying to make some healthy decisions. All right. Are you ready to give us an update? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. In a world where most men struggle with mediocrity, one man is on a journey to find greatness to be the best version of himself. That man is me, Brandon. 
right, Brandon, we we skipped our segments last week because our interview with Dan from Dan's Dogs was just so enthralling that we decided to kind of cut everything else out. But um, so, Brandon, we haven't gotten an update you from in a couple of weeks from you in a couple of weeks. So can you give us an update on your weight and also on your uh, portfolio? Well, I haven't really lost um, a whole lot more weight since then. Um, I kind of plateaued, which is pretty normal for me. I'll lose like 20 pounds and then I won't lose anything for a week or two and then I'll lose like 20 pounds. But you haven't, like, gained No, I haven't gained back. anything. And uh, the coolest thing about this is um, I found out I was a diabetic, I don't know, around this time last year. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I didn't do anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was at work one day, and my sugar was, like, 500. And I made a mistake or two and got sent to the nurse's station. And she was like, how do you feel? Your sugar is 500. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't feel great, but I feel good enough to go back to work. And she was like... Uh, no, you're not going back to work. You're going to the emergency room and you're not driving. And at that moment, I realized, man, this is a little seriouser than, than what I thought. So I decided to lose some weight, um, get back in shape, and wanted to try to reverse this diabetes thing. I don't even know if that's a real thing or not, but. What do you mean, reversing it? Yeah. It is depending on the type you have, right? Yeah. So from my understanding, I haven't had it very long, and it was mainly because of the weight that I had reached and my eating habits. So. I was hoping that if I caught it early enough and fixed it, that it wouldn't be a deal anymore. So I've lost right at about 65 pounds, I want to say, since I've started this journey. And um, my sugar's been like right around 90 to 110 for the last month or so. Um, three weeks ago, I ran out of one of the medicines I was taking. I took a once-a-week medicine and then a once-a-day and they canceled my doctor's appointment. And instead of making another one, I just decided to take myself off the medicine. <laughs> Brandon put his white coat on and <laughs> got out his check or his clipboard and made his own diagnosis. I mean, in all honesty, though, this was my plan all along. I didn't want to take this stuff for the rest like of my a, life. You mean so. like a goal, right? Yeah. So I didn't really care if they told me yes or no. I was going to do it regardless as long as the numbers stayed where they should be. So how have you been feeling since you started taking that medicine less often? Or uh, did you just stop taking it all together? I just stopped taking it all together, the once a week. Okay. Um, so the first two weeks, I kept a pretty steady eye on it, and nothing really changed. Um, and then I've since decided to back off taking the uh, once a day, and I'm not taking it in a week and a day now. And uh, after dinner tonight, my sugar was like 120, so. And that's normal right i'm pretty sure that's like right at a really good spots so. where you where you want it to be that's especially a lot better than 500 yeah yeah <laughs> that's true beef <laughs> especially like post dinner i think that's a pretty good number to be at so yeah mm -hmm. i probably would take yeah. maybe the once a day like once a week and that's probably not how that works but so i know sometimes we've talked about this show maybe being like an encouragement to other people in a similar situation but like i genuinely think that people who are struggling with this because it's a very common thing they'll hear that maybe it'll just be like the last kick in the pants they need to man you, you can't fix this like to do it yeah. if you're overweight if you're not happy with where you're at you can absolutely fix it one thing i always notice i think i'm the only fat person in the entire world that's fat because i eat too much <laughs> i hear so many people have an excuse that, you know i'm overweight for this reason or overweight for that reason that has zero to do with like not exercising and what they put in their mouth yeah um, I got to this point cause I really enjoy pizza and burgers and beer. Um, 
specifically and Freedom all, Reserve. Yeah, <laughs> Freedom Reserve. Um, and I'll admit to that. Um, I also, you know, know that by going to the gym and working hard and eating what you're supposed to eat, you can reverse that and lose weight really quick as well. You know, my thing would be if you're out there struggling with this, like, you can make a change. Like, and it's not just me doing it. There's a lot of people out there doing it. So you just got to put the work in. Yeah, and it, it it can be done. And it doesn't mean you have to eat things that aren't, like, tasty either. Um, for the last, I don't know, two months, it's not super exciting. I eat the same thing pretty much over and over and over again, but I've been eating New York Strip three times a day. And uh, I have some rice with it and some green beans or broccoli, some asparagus, something along Man. that line. So, um, Living high on the hog there, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, so I eat about four ounces of meat. I switch it up with chicken and shrimp, some too. Um, but four ounces of, of meat, some kind of protein. Um, probably better back off the steak because we had a friend that ate steak every day for about five years and was told that he had the cholesterol of a 55-year-old man at his uh, <laughs> company screening. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you can definitely make this change, like, and I'm a much healthier, happier person now. Like, Your quality of life is yeah. a lot better. You know, just in the mm. change that I've made. And honestly, like, I have so much weight to lose that the weight that I've lost, you can't even really tell that much difference by looking at me, I don't think. But um, but you can tell a difference. I can tell a huge difference. You know, the job that I do, I'm on my feet all day long, every day. My feet feel better. My knees feel better. Um, I've got more energy. Um so, you know, there were a lot of things that I couldn't do, too. I was getting to a point of, you know, being so heavy that, you know, it was making it hard to do things like ride a bicycle or um, go skiing or do some of those things. So, you know, it's worth it. So, Brandon's doing much better. <laughs> he's uh, His weight, he's uh, progressed with that. Uh, so how's the, uh, how's the old portfolio looking there, Brandon? <laughs> well, I mean, so we found out that inflation's up and because of that stocks are down. Um, I don't think just, I don't think I'm the only person losing money in the stock market at the moment. Uh, pretty much everything is on a red trend right now. So everything's going down, but that means it's, you don't see that as a loss. You see that as an opportunity, see that as right? an opportunity to buy more <laughs> for cheap. Um, as a matter of fact, let's buy some right now. What's about to put his money where his mouth is? <laughs> what do we want to buy? Let's, Let's see. see. You got what, some crypto too, right? Got? Yeah, well, we got a bunch of crypto. Um, yeah. What's Dogecoin at right now? Doge is at 17 cents on a slight bounce right now. A little bit of a. What are we at? Doge is the, down to 17? Yeah, Doge is down to 17. I've taken a little bit of hit on that one. Now it's time to buy. Shibu Inu is down 4% on the day. Down ten percent this week. Let's buy some Shibu Inu. I I, I really believe in that one. So, so Brandon's got his phone out. And he's flipping through his app right now. So. Let's see <laughs> how much should we buy? He's actually doing this. Oh yeah, we're actually doing this. Um, we should make the disclaimer that we do not offer any financial advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor. I'm gonna advise you how to lose money right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just buy. You want to buy ten million shares? Ten million Shibu coin. Ten million. Ten million chip coin. What is that? Sounds U.S. Like dollars. Sixty-seven dollars and forty-three cents. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. I just did it. So, <laughs> Let's sounds do it. Like I my North Korean dollars. Yeah. <laughs> this almost yeah I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is in yen or 
Korean dollars, <laughs> but uh, confirmed buy. Brave Tom's uh, internet's good enough down here to get this buy. Brandon, you're the the proud owner of 67 million Shiba Inu dollars now. I don't have 67 million altogether. I just bought 10 million right there. 10 million. There you go. What's that bring me to grand total wise? I have now 50 million Shiba Inu. 50 billion. 50 million. It's pretty cool to say I have 50 million or something. Do you have 50 million of anything? You're a millionaire. (laughs) Brandon's a millionaire. (laughs) No, I do not have own a million of anything other than maybe like bacteria or something. (laughs) So So uh, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but I can tell you by the the market cap and all that that it's probably never going to go there. But. If Shipcoin was ever to go to a dollar, <laughs> guess who's got $50 million? <laughs> Brandon will be uh, eating, continuing to eat New York strip steak and rice and broccoli every night. It'll be A5 Wagyu. There you go. At that point. <laughs> and you can you can afford to buy out every, uh, every single, uh, what do you call it, a shipment of Freedom Reserve too. So. <laughs> I'll have like a sports car in every collar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll let you know next week what my 10 million Shib just did. We should say 10 million Shibu Inu, right? I think technically the way you say it is 10 million Shib coin. But when you say Shib coin, it almost sounds like another word. <laughs> Shib coin? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Hopefully that's not what it winds up being. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is that it for you, Brandon, for this? I think that's it, man. Beef, do you... Uh, you have any good stories this week? Anybody piss you off? Yeah, I got I got a good story for you guys. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And now that's horse crap with beef. You guys ever been on the uh, Facebook Marketplace online? So I have. Try to buy anything. I'm trying yeah. to sell some boots right now. <laughs> there we go. I'm not okay, doing very well, good. Sometimes they sell uh, food on there. I guess on so. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> On the marketplace here, we'll anyways, tuna it's a popular thing. They'll sell like different Filipino food and all kinds of stuff on there. Is there a so lot of Filipino? What, uh, is there a lot of Filipino people in Hawaii? Oh yeah, this is probably the largest. Well, it is the largest Filipino population in the U.S. Is here in Hawaii. I thought you were going to say the largest Filipino population. I didn't say it. compared to Philippines. <laughs> So you can you buy guys it. know what uh, shomai is? It's not Filipino food, but shomai. <laughs> it sounds you like this is going to get inappropriate. <laughs> this is a type like of food. A steamed pork uh, dish kind of thing. You guys have probably seen them at the gas station before or something. <laughs> steamed pork dish gas <laughs> in Indiana? No, maybe not in Indiana. <laughs> How long has it been since you've been home? <laughs> Oh, man. A couple years now. <laughs> We'd more have the uh, Casey's breakfast pizza. Yeah, a little more <laughs> Midwestern. A little, little different. Okay. Anyways, um, found this uh, Steam Shomai online. So we get direction or get the address to go to it. So first thing I noticed. So was this like a food stand or was this like. Some guy in a trench coat is, selling them on the street corner. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl selling them like out, out of somebody's Honda house, Civic. pretty much. Okay, so a pretty sketchy yeah. deal to start with. 
Exactly. So, <laughs> so we, we couldn't wait. Place, I know. <laughs> I noticed it's a gated community, but it's not the kind of gated community you really want to go into. <laughs> it's gated to keep them in. <laughs> so, as a security guard, a lady tells us to tell the security. So guard you didn't that think at this time that maybe this wasn't a good place <laughs> to go buy food at. <laughs> exactly. So, the security guard says, "Okay, go right ahead." And we go in. The first thing I notice is all the cats roaming around the parking lot in this area. I'm like, oh boy, that's not a good sign. Especially, I'm, we're going to purchase some food here. Are you afraid that um, you might end up with a different type of meat? <laughs> or are you just afraid of the uh, health consequences? I, I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> so, anyways, we pull up to the uh, the house number, and. Uh, there's like a older girl playing with like a bouncy ball. This is like at 8 p.m. at night. She's just laughing all by herself. Like, so I'm kind of freaked out then because she's just like the ball a, and it a lower, goes out in the road bias. Is this like a but lower anyways, income area or what's that? Is this like a low income area or? Yeah, so this is like the public housing area. Okay. I, I found out. So, anyways, we uh, are waiting for them to bring it. I, I'm keeping the car in drive, just in case I need to like take off. Um, You're waiting for steamed pork this whole time. <laughs> yeah, waiting for the steamed pork. We get the steamed pork. We go to exit, and I thought I found the correct exit, but this exit has spike strips on it. So if I were to go through that, our tires would have been flattened. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, anyways, we got out the right exit, and, you know, that was that. But uh, I told my wife, never never again are we ordering uh, <laughs> like that online. So, who would have thought? That's my horse crap for this week. <laughs> I mean, never once in my life have I been like, man, I'm going to go to Facebook Marketplace and find <laughs> something for dinner. And if I did, I probably wouldn't expect it to be on the up and up. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a different different culture here. Um, you know, a lot of people like the homemade dishes um, that, you know, maybe they can't get here or they have in Philippines and, you know, want to buy it. So a lot of people advertise on Facebook Marketplace for that. So there's no health department regulations on this at all, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> That's another thing that kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, okay. <laughs> My dad told me a story uh, one time. Under the table. This guy that he worked with, I can't remember where they were at. They were on vacation somewhere. And uh, they're like driving. They had a rental car and they're driving. And this guy's like on the side of the road and he's got like a food stand. And the guy stopped and he said that the guy didn't speak any English. And this guy didn't speak whatever language this guy was. And somehow they made some kind of transaction for some kind of food. And the guy said it was really good. My dad's like, how did you know how much money to give him? And he's like, I just held it out and he took what he wanted. And he's like, well, how do you know what you, like, got? And he was like, well, I don't know. He's like, it was good. He's like, he could have been, like, feeding you his socks. <laughs> the, the thing that made me feel reassured was that they had five-star rating on Facebook with, like, 800 ratings. Five stars. Well, that's so I was pretty like, good. Okay. It's got to be good then. Was it good? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really like that, but my wife did, so. Oh, okay. If she likes it, then it's good. 
Well, who could have thought that you'd have had a sketchy experience buying steamed pork on Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> Not I. <laughs> exactly. It's always something. Well, B, thank you for that story. With <laughs> who could have thought that you'd have a sketchy experience looking for food on Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> but um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show with uh, my segment. Don't worry, Brandon. It's not a book this time. I know you always get nervous thinking about that. I actually, since our main topic today was 4-H in the county fair, I thought it would be interesting to list um, several songs, either titled the county fair or about the county fair. That barbecue stay on my white t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> spoiler me in that miniskirt. Tim McGraw. That's right. Yep, something like that. That that's the name of the song, not something like that. So uh, they mentioned the county fair in the first uh, verse of that song, and that's my favorite out of this list. But when you hear the rest of the list, you may not be that impressed. <laughs> uh, did you know there is a song called "County Fair" by Bruce Springsteen? Chris Ledoux has <laughs> one. Lone Star has one, and the Beach Boys. Each of those groups uh, have a song called County Fair. And uh, I listened to all of these to try and give them a, an attempt, but I didn't really enjoy them that much. So. Which one's the best out of all of those? I picked, uh, uh, I picked something like that by Tim McGraw. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. It is a good song, and it's not titled The County Fair, but it mentions The County Fair in the first verse, so... It What's is. that song? I can uh, think of another I went one. Down to the Brown County. It's a Grundy County. Well, let's see, I thought about putting that on oh. the list, but I couldn't find any evidence if they were talking about an auction at a fair or not. So I felt like it was kind of cheap. Ah. It was the Grundy County auction. Yeah, but do you know how many Grundy there counties there are? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just assuming since they mentioned, like. Well, like, Beef, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they have county auctions outside of the fair, don't they? They got the sale barn, yeah. Yeah, the Rockville sale barn. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. if uh if we're including Grundy County auction then that's my favorite. I I only didn't include that list cuz I wasn't totally sure if it was about Did the Did you guys know that uh someone that we all know, a local boy if you will, thought that that song said she's an ape, she's a nine, she's a 10-eyed toad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should say the the original lyrics are she's an eight, she's a nine, she's a 10, I know, right? Yes. And he said, I think he said she's an ape, she's a gnat, she's a ten-eyed toad. Is that toad. what it was? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> ten-eyed toad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's so desirable about that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will always remember that. So uh, if we're including Grundy County Auction, then yes, that's my favorite. Who um, sings that song? John Michael Montgomery. And that is uh, my favorite country music video. because. <laughs> It's a good one. It's at the one. at the end, they have like a dance off between the Japanese businessmen and the Amish <laughs> at the auction. So it's a classic. That one's either my favorite, or I also really like the. Uh, oh, it's a it's a Brooks and Dunn song. I'm trying to remember which one it is. And Del Earnhardt has a cameo because one of the guys looks like Del Earnhardt. I can never remember which one's Brooks and which one's Dunn. Yeah, I think it's Dunn. The Crystal Dew County Fair song's a good song. If you like it, I won't crap all over it, but I didn't really, you didn't really like it. <laughs> I didn't really care for it. So my personal favorite from that was something like that, but I really like Lone Star, but I can't I can't place the Lone Star County Fair song. It's kind of funny they I talk about the... they talk about like Big Times Big Hair County Fair or something like that. It's like a very mid two thousand song <laughs> if you listen to it. Lone Star was I very... didn't know the Beach Boys. 
did a county fair song. Yeah, but it, it just it's like the most sterile thing I've heard from them ever. <laughs> so like I tried and like Bruce Springsteen's on here too, and I know some people are crazy about Bruce Springsteen. The only Bruce Springsteen song that I really like is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> I don't it's know if I can even the name of Bruce Springsteen. He's song. the uh, the most famous person from New Jersey. <laughs> can you name a Bruce Springsteen song? Born to Run. What about you, Beef? Oh, I can't think of one right now. It'd take me a little bit. What about you, Brandon? N- nothing what comes to mind. Nothing. <laughs> He's like the less good version of John Mellencamp. <laughs> I can't even remember what his band was called. Bruce Springsteen and the... The E Street Band, I think. Ah, yep. Is that right? That's it. I didn't even know that there was a band involved. The band was really good. What? Then he went solo after that. Maybe he just dropped... Sorry, maybe he just dropped that from his title. But Max Weinberg, the longtime drummer for Conan O'Brien, was in uh, Bruce Springsteen's band. Hmm. That's interesting. That's my segment for this week. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Chris Ledoux, Lone Star, the Beach Boys all have songs called The County Fair. But my favorite ones that mentions The County Fair are something like that. And if we're counting it, the Grundy County Auction. So I think that's it for the show. Braden, you look like you got something cooking up over there. Yeah, Tom, I am over here concocting something. If uh, Just in case he's listening, David Smith Jr., a.k.a. The Bullet, I think you should shoot Brandon out of the cannon. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I'll fit or not. I'm going to have to lose some weight first. But, uh, <laughs> and tune in next week when we talk about video games and uh, have a brief mention again of the human cannonball because uh, they kind of tie together. I know you wouldn't think they would, but... Uh, yeah, those two aren't related, but there's <laughs> an interesting connection. But they are related. There's an interesting conne- interesting connection between uh, the human cannonball that Brandon met and got to talk with in video games. So we'll be talking about that next week, about three guys in their 30s. Should we still be playing video games? If, I don't know. If Brandon wants to be shot out of a we cannon. We are. <laughs> if Brandon wants to be yeah. shot out of a cannon, then I think that kind of gives you a clue to where we'll go with that. <laughs> so... Uh, Yeah, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. How do you say goodbye in Hawaiian beef? Aloha. (laughs) That's a hello. It's a hello and goodbye. Is it really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're joking, right, Brandon? No, I was was actually being dead (laughs) serious. Ugh! <laughs>